Hey. Hey, you. You over there. Are you tired of my voice yet? No? Because this is episode 17. 17? It's kind of a lot of episodes to hear someone's voice if you really think about it. And damn, like, if I'm doing this for years, that's a whole lot of episodes. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Abby Roberts. I am a registered dietitian. I am a non-diet dietitian. You're right. Get that. Get that checked. I am health at every lo- health at every size aligned and weight inclusive because we love it when everyone has a seat at the table and we can all feel our feelings and have our lived experiences validated. So today we're talking about body image and body dissatisfaction because it is that time of year, folks. It is that time of year. We are done with the holidays. Holidays have come. They have gone. Literally, how is it already January? I don't know. But we are full effect in full, fully into full, full 20, 2024 is in full effect. Haha, <laughs> there we go. And so what that means is lots and lots of people are on to their resolutions and typically that involves dieting and diet culture being up our ass with all their ads, all their products, and all of their gimmicks. So I recognize that body image and body, oh my God, uh, my mind is running so fast and my mouth cannot keep up. So I've realized that body dissatisfaction and body image can sometimes go down. They can feel like they're taking a turn during this time of the year because we have so many other things that are going on through our minds, social media, media influence, friends, family, coworkers, you name it, is talking about their goals, their routine, their diet, their exercise, and their health, even if you didn't ask them, you know? Has there ever been a time where you've been sitting at work or you've been like chilling with friends and then all of a sudden someone just starts like talking about their fucking diet and you're like, oh, yeah, right. I guess uh, this is what we're talking about. Um, No, I don't really want to hear about your, you know, restrictive diet and how you're really hungry all the time and how it makes you feel like crap. Uh, I've been there too. It sucked. I don't really want to do that anymore. So I'm going to find other ways to feel good, to feel healthy, to step into my authenticity, you know? And I also hold so much compassion for those people, you know, because I too have been in that spot before. I too have been tied down to the diets and I've struggled with my own eating disorders. And so while I hold so much compassion for that, I also do believe that there's a time and place to discuss dieting and do it in a way that is not triggering to those around you. And that's really what gets me going. You know, I truly do not care if someone is on a diet, wants to diet, uh, wants to lose weight, is losing weight. What I care about is how they're talking about it with other people, if they're pushing it onto other people, and if they're judging others for doing or not doing what they're doing. You know, you know, you know, I am anti-diet. I am not (laughs) anti-human. See what I did there? So when we start talking about body image and body dissatisfaction, I'm going to differentiate between these two and we're going to kind of get a little look-see into maybe some of the questions or the thoughts, feelings that we might be having when we're experiencing a negative body image, body dissatisfaction. 
And then we're going to start to look at things that we can do right now to start going towards body neutrality, body acceptance, body positivity, whatever feel like aligns with you. And I'll also cover the differences between neutrality, acceptance, and positivity. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey there, welcome to Hangry Thoughts, the podcast where we dish out on the best bites on intuitive eating, nurture a healthy relationship with food, and of course, bust some nutrition myths, because fork diet culture. I'm your host, Abby Roberts, non-diet intuitive eating dietitian and an ADHD girly, here to guide you through a joyful journey towards feeling amazing in your own skin and enjoying all foods. Join me as we navigate the world of food with a fresh perspective where guilt-free nourishment and mindful eating take center stage. Together, we'll tackle the myths that may leave you feeling a little hangry or hungry for the real facts. So grab your fork, your favorite snack, and let's dive into the Hangry Thoughts podcast because it is time to embrace a vibrant, satisfying, and empowered approach to food and wellness. The ending of that intro, like the beat, I'm like, yeah, baby, I like get into it. I get down to that. Y'all, I picked a beat. I picked a beat. Okay, so body image, body dissatisfaction. We're going to start out with body image and we're going to talk a little bit about what body image is. And you're probably sitting there going like, Abby, I'm not dumb. I know what body image is. You're not dumb. I'm not saying that. No no one's saying that. What I'm saying is body image is pretty complicated. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that maybe we don't fully recognize or acknowledge. And that's part of the issue when when we're dealing with negative body image. So um, when I am describing body image to a client, I like to use this metaphor, metaphor or analogy. I don't I don't know what the difference is between those two. Metaphor, what's what's the difference between metaphor, metaphor, and an oh simile, don't even get me with that. And analogy. Okay, so a, an, a metaphor uses imagery to evoke an emotion, and an analogy uses comparative imagery to lead a logical conclusion to think. Oh, fuck. Okay. That didn't help me. <laughs> Did not help me. Um, I use an example. Let's say that when I am describing body image to a client. So if you think of a photograph, right? A photograph is a representation of the real thing, the actual thing. So when you're looking at your photograph, it's obviously 2D, right? So you're not seeing all of the different angles. You're not seeing like different forms of lighting. It's just whatever you get. So if I was in person, I could maybe step, you know, an inch to the right, an inch to the left, and I would see something slightly different. My perception would change. So while a photograph is a physical representation of the real thing, Body image, we can kind of call as a mental representation of our bodies that we hold in our minds. So originally, it was believed that body image is or was a mere image that objectively exists in the world. 
But there's more, been more literature that starts to suggest that body image is actually strongly influenced by lots and lots of factors, including but not limited to psychological, social, cultural, biological, historical, and individual factors. So in clinical psychology, body image is a construct that's implicated in both eating disorders, body morphic disorder, um, engaging in diets, diet culture, body dissatisfaction, and many individuals with these conditions experience an inability to objectively perceive their body's appearance, shape, or size. And that experience in itself can be really dysregulating, really uncomfortable, scary. It's that feeling of like, I don't know what my body looks like. I don't know how my body feels. Or it can come up in the example of like going clothing shopping and feeling like you don't know your size and that feeling really distressing. Attitudes might also include positive and negative beliefs, which are strongly influenced by our experiences. That's why when I'm working with clients, I'm always centering their lived experience because the way that they exist in their body, um, experience their body, comments they receive about their body is going to be so different from the way that I experience and live in my body, how another client, uh, uh, so... So some of these things could be family, friends, media, places, and things around us. Not an all-inclusive list, but you get the picture. So we can use some questions to help us kind of work on how we feel about our body and start to get curious with these things. As always, we're bringing curiosity and compassion in with these questions, and we're not bringing judgment in with these. So when we ask these questions, this isn't an attack on ourselves. This isn't, why do I feel this way? It's more of, huh, what is going on here? Are there other things that are coming up past or present that could be affecting the way that I feel about my body? Is it a person, place, thing? So the first question that we start to get curious with is, how do I talk to myself about my body? And that one might feel like, the most obvious to some people because, I mean, we're with our own selves all the time, 24-7. But also sometimes there's this experience of, I don't really know how I'm talking about my body to myself. I don't really catch myself utilizing negative self-talk. And so how do I talk to myself about my body? It can be a really great starting point. So maybe we start to notice ourselves going, ugh, I feel so fat today. Maybe we start to notice ourselves going, if only I looked like her, if only I looked like them. We start to see ourselves comparing ourselves more often. We start to see ourselves judging our body for not fitting in clothing, for outgrowing clothes. We start to judge ourselves in the way that we carry ourselves, the way that our body looks in the mirror. There's a lot of things that can come up with this question. Now, the second one is, what do I see when I look in the mirror? Now, if this is one where that brings up too much discomfort, maybe we pause on that one. I just saw a TikTok video from Spencer Barbosa. If you guys know of her, she is like a body positive influencer TikTok person. And she posts a lot of those kind of videos of like, you know, body image, what I'm doing when I'm experiencing a bad body image day. Here are some tips for self-love, self-care, blah, blah, blah. 
And she actually posted this video with like Selena Gomez. I think it was like the Rare Beauty Foundation Gala event. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like a Michael Scott's run for the cure for rabies, like fun run, whatever it is. <laughs> so Spencer was saying that she has this rule for herself that when she looks in the mirror, she's only allowed to think, you know, neutral, accepting, positive things. And the second she starts saying negative things about herself or her body, she turns away from the mirror and walks away. Almost kind of like she's not allowing herself the, I think she would use the word privilege to use, utilize the mirror. And I, I thought that that could be a good kind of tool or solution for some people. Um, another tool that I've kind of used with clients is every time you look in the mirror, you say two things about your body that you like that it does for you or that you're grateful for, or two things that you feel neutral about. So it's like we're shifting some of that perspective, that brain chemistry away from always being mean to ourselves. The third one is asking, how do I treat my body? And I guess that that one can kind of go hand in hand with these other questions, but more so it's looking into, am I feeding my body? Am I nourishing my body? Do I exercise out of punishment or do I do it out of self-care and enjoyment? And I save, I'm going to use this word again, I save so much compassion for anyone that is struggling with negative body image or struggling to answer these questions. I want you to know that you do not have to have an answer after you walk out of this episode, walk out after you end this episode. And it is okay if you just start asking yourselves these questions and there's no really answer that comes from it right away. That's pretty normal, honestly. It's pretty normal to be curious and start to ask these harder questions and work on our mental health, work on our relationship with food and body and not really know what we're doing in the beginning. But that's also why I I advocate so much to work with a registered dietitian and or a therapist when you're going through this type of exercise and work. Two last questions that can kind of help us think about our body image and the way that we remember it, think about it, treat it, is would others agree with my attitude? Now, when we think of this one, I want you to specifically think about people that you love, people that are in your life, people that you feel like are in your corner. How do they, what would they think about your attitude towards your body? Would they agree? Would they disagree? Would they say that you are being mean to yourself? And then the last one, how do I experience others talking about and treating my body? Now, this one can come a lot from feeling safe, comfortable, acknowledged, respected. So I think that this one can be really hard for someone that is living in a larger body. And an example of that would be the healthcare system, like going to the doctor's office and not being listened to or heard from the doctor when you're presenting with whatever medical issue or problem that you have and the doctor offers weight loss as their fucking solution. Like 
that is a negative experience, right? And that doesn't feel like they're treating your body in a positive light, right? So your physical perception of your body, the image that you see in the mirror, is not a correct representation of how you look. Some people view themselves as uh, being in a larger body when they're actually maybe in a straight size body, or they see particular body parts as being quote unquote defective, even though these quote defects are not visible to others. So body image, there's a lot roped into this thing. The other thing is, have you ever woke up one morning, felt great in your body or felt neutral, accepting in your body and you're going throughout your day and then all of a sudden something happens and you're like, I feel gross. I don't like my body. I don't like how my body feels. I don't like how I look in these clothes. And it's like that like word spaghetti salad vomit thing just starts to happen. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, why am I feeling this way right now? I would guarantee that there was something that happened in your day that switched that perspective, that shifted it. Maybe it was something stressful that happened at work. Maybe you forgot an assignment in school. Maybe um, you have to give a presentation and there's a lot of anxiety and nerves surrounding that. Maybe we're worried about how we're going to be perceived by, by the class if we're standing up in front of the room or our coworkers. Maybe we just got in a fight with our friend or our partner, our mom. So there's so many different things that changes the way that we're experiencing our body, that changes the way that our brain is thinking, the way that we're feeling. Now, we're going to shift to a body dissatisfaction. So unfortunately, it's not unusual for people to express dissatisfaction with their bodies. I mean, we can just look at the way that bodies are talked about in the media. Do you guys remember the way that Britney Spears's body was talked about when she was at literally any concert that she had. I just, I'm not finished with The Woman in Me by Britney Spears, but I'm pretty close to being done. Sorry, I have the hiccups right now. And I just, there's some parts in this book where I feel so much sadness and anger for her in the way that the media discussed her body. And I think it goes without saying, no one should discuss anyone's body ever. Like, whose right is that? Literally no one's. It's no one's business. My business is my business. Your business is your business, you know? And the media would just tear Britney apart. There's one part in the book. This is not a spoiler spoiler alert, okay? Okay. But there's one part in the book where she's talking about, I think it was her circus tour. I think the blackout or the circus tour. And it was following after she had her two babies within two years. Like she had baby one and then got pregnant three months later. Craziness. And then a year later, she went on like a world tour and was in bodysuits and like a two-piece kind of like bikini thing and walking around stage and the media was tearing her up for not having like a six-pack. How fucked up is that? This woman just had two babies. (sighs) Woof. Woof, woof, woof. 
So in some individuals, body dissatisfaction can lead to debilitating consequences like an individual with an eating disorder or disordered eating behaviors, body dysmorphic disorder, and more. So some of these different things that we might experience when we have body dissatisfaction is emotional, so anxiety, depression, anger, or frequently, quote unquote, feeling fat. Cognitive, so this is body dissatisfaction. Strong negative beliefs, preoccupation with weight, shape, or particular body parts. Behavioral, so including severe dietary restrictions, exercise that's driven with punishment, and maybe seeking surgery like plastic cosmetic surgery. We have body checking, so this could be weighing, mirror checking, comparing your body to others. And then two more, we have body avoidance. So wearing really baggy clothing, avoiding situations where the body is exposed, like for example, swimming. And the last one, undue importance being placed on appearance. It may have become the most important aspect of life. So a lot of the times when we're experiencing this, we have that understanding that our body is our worth and we can't uncouple the two. We feel very stuck in those two being the same thing. All right, all right. We've gone through the heavy part of the episode, the part where we're talking about what these things are and the ways that we're experiencing them. We're going to lighten it up a little bit, okay? We're going to start talking about ways that we can move toward body neutrality, body acceptance, and or body positivity. Before that, I'm going to play my beats, all right? I know you guys are out there just twerking so hard to those beats. (laughs) I'm acting like I like I mixed that on my own. I literally didn't. I bought it on the platform because I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to make a beat on GarageBand. (laughs) Oh my god, I made like the worst beat ever, and then I like put up a new trailer and I sent it to my my best friend, and she was like, "Mm, Abby, this isn't it. I was like, oh. I thought it was good. <laughs> and now I look back on it, I'm like, ooh, it, it, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, okay. So before we really get into it, let's talk about the differences between acceptance, neutrality, and positivity, all right? Body positivity is probably the one that you are most familiar with. That is the one that is plastered all over your social media and the one that just smacks you a dab in the face when you open any app, Okay. Body positivity is actually a social movement that promotes a positive view of all bodies, regardless of shape, size, skin tone, gender, and physical abilities. It has roots in the fat acceptance movement, as well as the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. Body positivity, though, differs from fat acceptance in that it is an all-encompassing and inclusive of all body types, whereas fat acceptance only advocates for individuals considered to be any larger body or fat. So the movement argues that neither fat shaming nor skinny shaming is acceptable and that all body types can and should be celebrated. Now, although body positivity is perceived as a celebration as one's physical appearance, as it currently is, women are highly motivated now to advocate the normalization of body hair, body fluids, menstruation, and to challenge preconceived ideas regarding a woman's appearance. 
So there's a lot that's wrapped up in a body positivity. Really the main struggle that I have with body positivity is the way that it advocates for always feeling positive about your body. Now, sure, there are times where you can totally feel positive about your body or positive about certain aspects of your body. But it's unrealistic to think that we will always 24-7 feel positive about our bodies for the rest of our life. And the reason for that is because we're humans. We are dynamic beings. We are not robots. We are not AI. There are so many things, like we were talking earlier with body image, where something can come up and it changes the way that we perceive ourselves, that we experience our body, whether that is mental health related, if it's anxiety, depression, ADHD, um, OCD, if there's something coming up, or if it's maybe more physical, if we're having a stomach ache, if we're shitting our pants, if we have the flu, right? Like that is also not going to feel great. Another part of this is if we're on our period, if you have bloating and cramps and discomfort, yeah, we're going to think about our body in a different way. We're going to view it in a different light. So for a lot of people, positivity feels out of reach and this makes sense. Now, when we think more about body, let's do neutrality, body neutrality. This is more of saying like, hey, I recognize that there are parts of my body that I don't love, but I also realize that I don't have to hate it. It's more of this ability to respect our body, even if it's not the way we prefer it to be, if we're not in our quote-unquote ideal body. So body neutrality is more so taking the stance of exactly what it sounds like, neutral. We're saying, yeah, like this is my body, almost kind of like it is what it is. And the last one that we're going to talk about is body acceptance. So body acceptance is really similar to body neutrality. And sometimes people use them interchangeably, which is totally fine. But one of the things that I think about in regards to body acceptance is focusing on the things that our body can do for us. So it's shifting away from the thought of like, my body doesn't look the way that I want it to, to, oh, I appreciate or respect my legs because they allow me to stand, allow me to run, to squat. Now, if we're thinking about, especially body neutrality and acceptance, kind of lumping these two in together right now. There really is this shift in attitude of focusing on learning to accept or feel neutral about our body, your body, all bodies. Before full acceptance, though, we typically land on more neutral ground, that body neutrality, where, again, we don't necessarily accept or maybe feel like a positive in our bodies, but we don't reject our body how it is now. So now you might be asking yourself, what does diet culture have to do with all of this? Diet culture pushes the mistaken idea that an ideal physical experience, physical appearance is more valuable than physical, psychological, and general well-being. Diet culture is really normalizing, controlling our body, or the idea that we can control our body through diets and by limiting what or how much we eat. And this can lead to a disordered relationship with food, negative body image, exercise, and so on. Okay, so let's talk about 
body acceptance and neutrality and some things that we can do to take that step towards it. So um, let's see, let's see, where do I want to start? Let's start, sorry, I have like all these things listed so I don't forget what I want to say. Okay, the first one, accept your genetics. Now this one, this one, it has mixed reviews, mixed reviews from clients, I would say, because when we talk about accepting our genetics, that is directly going against what diet culture has made us believe for so fucking long. All bodies, though, are genetically wired to be our particular size and shape, and your body will fight to maintain this. Forcing our body to change, especially like drastic changes, is likely to come at a tremendous cost, whether that be an eating disorder, disorder behaviors, having to separate ourselves from different people in our lives or not having the time to spend with the people in our lives, spending hours in the gym to try and lose this weight. And it is hard. It is hard to accept our genetics because again, diet culture tells us that we can change these things. And that, my friend, is what grinds my gears with diet culture. The second one is consider factors that have influenced your body image. So this, again, goes back to that, that, um, <laughs> that thought of like family, friends, media, places, things around us, how those things influence our perception, our experience. A couple questions that we can be curious with is how did your attitudes and perceptions develop? Have they changed over time? And what would help you to start creating a neutral or accepting image now? Number three, consider what you do like, respect, or accept about your body. This is where we can scan our body for things that you like rather than dislike. And if this is difficult, maybe we start with a body part that we dislike the least. We practice paying attention to it. How is this body part feeling, experiencing? Are there things that I can think of as far as I, I appreciate what this body part does for me? One thing that I think is the hardest part, body part for so many people is our stomach. And our stomach does so much for us. I'm not saying that it's not valid for us to dislike our stomach. That is extremely valid in just the way that the media talks about this. I mean, the Britney Spears example. But our stomach, I mean, so many organs are in that little area there. So many organs. We are digesting food. We are excreting waste. We are getting rid of toxins. We are metabolizing things. So if we're having a hard time thinking about what we like about our body, maybe we try and shift the thought to what it does for us. Number four, four, body function. So we can consider each body part for its purpose or function. So here we go. Legs allow us to walk, run, dance. A scar might tell a story about our life. What parts of your body are you grateful for or respect? Number five, identify activities that help you feel good in your body. Is it going outside? Is it going to the beach? Is it playing a musical instrument? Is it practicing yoga? Is it relaxing, meditating, taking a bath, a shower, walking the dog, visiting a friend, doing your skincare, your makeup routine, 
whatever it may be. Uh, what is this? Six? Sure. <laughs> Number six, reduce body checking and avoidance. So these behaviors reinforce negative body image. So one example of reducing body checking and avoidance, I'm going to use mirror checking. So if you wake up and you go to the mirror and the first thing you do or the second thing you do is turn to the side and check out your stomach. And let's say we do that 10 times a day. And I want you to take a little mental note while you're doing it and afterwards. How did that change your perception of your body, your body image, body dissatisfaction? Did you walk away feeling better about your body or worse? Did you walk away feeling more in tune with your body or more disconnected? If, for example, again, we're checking our body 10 times a day, maybe we set a goal to check in our body eight times a day. And once that becomes more of the norm, then maybe six, all the way until we get down to one or zero. And how does that change our perceptions and our body image? All right, number seven, expand your areas of interest. When undue importance is placed on one aspect of life, so this could be our appearance, the way that we think about our body, feel about our body, other interests may be neglected. So we can think of a new activity to try or an old interest to return to and make a plan to try something new in the coming week. Something that I use a lot with my clients is, what did you do for fun as a kid? Because I'm sure it wasn't sit at your desk all day and work or scroll on your phone all day and compare yourself to Instagram models. Were you running on the playground playing horses? <laughs> Were you playing soccer? Were you playing that four square game or wall ball? Or I don't know what the kids are doing nowadays. What did you do as a kid? Can you do that now or something similar? Uh, eight. I, I don't know why I say the number and then I immediately forget what the next one is. <laughs> I promise I can count. Um, evaluate your body image attitudes as if you were a scientist or a lawyer. Hello, suits. Has anyone watched that? Do you have factual evidence to support your beliefs? Like you are in suits, you are Harvey Specter, and you're going, show me the facts. Do you agree or do others agree with your attitude? Right? So going back again, it's like checking ourselves and going, where did this thought come from? Who told me this? Did I tell myself this? Where, why is this feeling existing? Number nine, identify quote unquote feeling fat. People with poor body image often say, I feel fat. This is one way of expressing feelings that are hard to label, explore, interpret, interpret, uh, or acknowledge. Try to identify and explore emotions that might be triggers for feeling fat. Could we be feeling something else? What does this mean to be feeling fat? Uh, 10, keep at it. Keep at it. Remind yourself that improving body image takes time and practice. I want you to zoom out and think about how long have I been experiencing body image? Has it been a year, two, five, ten years? If we are practicing improving our body image in these different steps for a week, a month, two months, that's not going to resolve the year's worth of negative self-talk and belief that our body is our self-worth. 
We have to keep at it. Now, this is easier when you have support, whether that is from a therapist, a dietitian, psychiatrist, those that are eating disorder informed. Not to say that you have to have an eating disorder to struggle with body image, but those that are eating disorder informed will have more helpful tools and tips and language surrounding this type of support. Having friends or family that you trust and feel safe with that can also support you can also be huge. Another piece of this is maybe we do a social media cleanse. We unfollow those accounts that whenever we see them, we start comparing ourselves. We start to feel bad about ourselves. Delete that shit. Get it out of there. We start to follow more body acceptance, health at every size, weight inclusive type accounts. We start to follow different bodies, see diverse bodies and people on our feed because there is not one size fits all when it comes to quote unquote, the acceptable body. Diet culture in the media is going to keep telling us that there is only one ideal body and only one way to have an ideal body. And I say, fuck that noise, you know, because that is so untrue and harmful. There is no right way to have a body. There's no right way to experience your body and you deserve to feel neutral, accepting, or positive in your body. And the last one here, I don't know what number it is. Consider the features that make other people attractive, other people cool, other people, I don't know, someone that you want to be friends with. Is it purely their appearance or is it something about their personality, attitude, actions, wardrobe, the way that they stand, the way that they do their hair, the, the way that they have their makeup, I don't know, their, their interests, right? What else is it about them? And ask yourself, why don't I hold that same standard for myself? Why is it that I can only be attractive if my body looks a certain way and my personality, attitude, actions, interests, and so on have nothing to do with it? But when I look at this person over there, it's like that doesn't even cross my mind. My last big tip, I lied. This is my last tip. My last tip is put the phone down once in a while. Look up. If you're sitting at a bus stop, if you're walking down the street, if you're in the city, if you're at the mall, look at the people around you. Do they all have the same body size? Hell no. No, no, no. There are going to be people that are short, tall, thin, fat, smaller body, straight size body, larger body, black, white, whatever it may be. Look at these people. Look at these people. We're not looking at them in a judgmental way. We're just observing and going, whoa, they don't look like the people that I see in the media. And honestly, the people that you see in the media don't even look like the people that you see in the media. (laughs) There is so much that goes on behind the scenes, whether it is a social media pic or it is on the cover of People magazine. There is airbrushing, there is editing, there is Facetune, there is lighting, there is Photoshop, you name it, it's there. And we're not going to see that in the real world. We're going to see real people, real bodies, real faces. Reaching body acceptance, body neutrality, positivity, it's a process. and. Honestly, it requires rejecting messages that we may have been exposed to through diet culture, family, or friends for years. It's not something that happens overnight. 
rejecting media and societal pressures. And it's not an all or nothing concept. We can work slowly towards this. This shift is hard. But if we have support, that can make some of the heavy lifting a little lighter. It can feel it can feel good to just have someone in your corner, you know, someone else to kind of be a soundboard, bounce ideas off of, have validation, share your lived experience. They, they share theirs. You do not have to be in this alone. It is okay to ask for help. It is okay to ask for support. That is not a weakness. That is a damn strength. So that is all that I have for today's episode. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, I am at fork.diet.culture, same as on TikTok. Please give this show a rating, a review. I would appreciate it so much. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Bye.